A power shortage on the shuttle. Could bring it down early. At 11. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers will not be presented this evening. KTBR Break Room. Hear the drama get wicked. Turn it up. Why is it, Macho Man, when I sit and talk to you, stand and talk to you for that matter, that I think of old Sonny and Cher hits? Why is that? Unbelievable. Time distortion. Space is the place me and Gene Okerlund go down that lonesome highway. Yeah, but don't be hypnotized. No, reincarnation doesn't have to be. You can concentrate and you can uh, mental telepathy. Yeah, but the beat goes on. But the beat goes on. In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the break room. Podcasting live from the Break Room Towers in the scrotum of the DFW Metroplex, it's The Break Room with Mark, Dustin, and Thomas. Episode 180. Thomas is over there looking at pictures of Malcolm Jamal Warner. Sure it is. Uh, actually, I googled... Whoever that guy is. I was going to say. We'll have to bleep out here. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean Mark Hudson. My bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Totally. Who else would he mean? Mark Hudson. Mark of the Hudsons. <laughs> <laughs> so, I heard you're feeling uninspired to, uh, today. I am. It was a horrible week. and uh, What a bad fucking week. Uh, what if, uh, can't really go into details, but. What if uh, Thomas danced for you? Would that Thomas? inspire you? I enjoy Indian music. Oh, he's standing up, getting up out of his chair. Shaking those hips. He just put on a tiara. He had the tiara right behind him. That's awesome. Now he's putting on a a, a a belt of gold medallions. Wow. He's already showing you his tank. Save something for later. Jesus. Yeah, he ripped off the panties. God. He goes all, he just unleashes it all right away. What's that motion he's making with his hand in his mouth? <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's going up and down really fast. Looks like he's holding on to something in between. Is it? He's making like a circle with his uh, index finger and his thumb. I think it's probably a fudgesicle. It's really place. odd. He's probably saying he wants a cool treat. That's mouth. probably what it is. Because it's hot outside. That's the international sign for I want a popsicle. Right. I want a cool treat in my mouth. Okay. And he's done. Whew. It cuts it off rather, <laughs> it rather abruptly. It really does. He's all sweaty and all yeah. drummed up. He's man. mopping the forehead. <laughs> what does drummed up mean? Uh, excited. Okay. Drummed up, yeah, building something up. Yeah. Okay. So, you feel better now? The dance really made everything better. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. The week is not a total loss. Excellent. Really uh, inspires the soul, and uh, eh, it's a bit of a, uh, a renaissance in my being when yeah, I saw you dance. I understand. I, mean, uh, I was enlightened. I think I found a new muse. <laughs> He'll just have that image living in his mind forever, anytime yeah. he needs inspiration. I wish I had an animated gif of that. I could, that uh, would be great. Up. Just the taint shake. That would be yeah, the best part. Yeah, just the taint shake. Yeah. Although... When summer comes, I really need that international sign of I want a popsicle. You're right. That's true. <laughs> Put it in my fridge. <laughs> we learned that today. You want like a emoticon really badly? 
Now, Thomas, do you prefer the like uh, banana popsicles? Do you prefer like a nice big fudgicle? Never even heard in of your a mouth? banana popsicle. Before. You've never heard of that or pineapple any, or any popsicle you can put in his mouth. He's do you like the big the big fudgicles in your mouth? I do like the fudgicles. Yeah, all in your mouth, all up in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, sure. Excellent. You, you like, like them lips, with the your cream lips wrapped around them? What the what? Your lips wrapped around them, right? Around the fudgicle. I mean, how else do you eat a popsicle? A fudgicle. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's the only way to do it. Do you prefer okay. to chew the chocolate off and get to the cream at the last bit? You can bit? bite it, yeah. You There's can no bite cream it. on a fudgesicle. Well, there, there are those ones that have the... Uh, That's dreamsicles. Br- is that a dreamsicle? Sorry. Yeah, I don't I like the orange on the outside. The yeah. dream being the cream in the center. <laughs> I don't. That you suck out. <laughs> God. Bite off the like tip those. and just suck the cream out of the middle. <laughs> yeah. Vigorously. <laughs> God. Before it explodes in your mouth. Uh, well, that's what it does is you're sucking it out. It is there. a dreamsicle after all. Yeah, it's... yeah. It's a dream come true if you... <laughs> <laughs> like a if you fart. <laughs> yeah. That was a really tiny fart. It was actually my nail against my uh-huh. shoe. Sure. Uh-huh. Sure. Why'd got you go market. silent? Market. Somebody got all gassy. I knew exactly what it sounded like. Somebody got all gassy talking about fudgicles. <laughs> we'll have to play that drop like five billion times. Let's do it. We never played any other drops that many times. BS. Now my week is better. Excellent. So here's yeah. a voicemail from Purvis. Hey guys, this is Purvis, and I'm calling back. I appreciate you guys answering my question on, uh, on you know, about the serial killer trinkets and whatnot. And uh, y'all had some really good ideas. I mean, uh, I really like the answers y'all gave me. Um, that's uh, interesting. Uh, I'm not saying I know this guy, but I did know one guy that kept fingernail clippings whenever he kills somebody. And uh, I heard, yeah, I heard that from somebody. I think it's kind of disgusting. But it's kind of unique too. Anyway, I just want to call and catch up to you guys a little bit. And uh, I don't really have a question of the week. I just want to tell y'all I'm a big fan, and I hope that you have other fans like me. Love y'all. Bye bye. Judging by the calls <laughs> lately, God. Purvis got a little gassy in the middle there. <laughs> Well, we're all a little gassy. Yeah, tonight. you can't help it. And amazingly, it sounded like it was in the studio. <laughs> it's the, it's the it's talk. Very, clear, very clear gas. <laughs> the talk of uh, Dream Schools is even affecting the voicemails. Absolutely. God. Yeah, where the hell's like the hit? Yeah, where's where the, the hit? Fuck is he? I know where's he's him? following us on Twitter and stuff, but yeah. never get any interaction. Where I mean, he's just too too lazy. Seven eight nine. Where the hell's that guy? I don't know. That motherfucker was all up in our stuff back in the old run. Where's Marla? Where's I, Stefan? I don't know. Where's uh, Dr. Germanium? We don't hear from any of these That's people. That's true. We never hear from Dr. Germanium Dr. Germanium. We've Bastards. heard from him in the new reboot at some point. Well, yeah, but yeah, I'm but saying not in a while. Weeks. Yeah, it's been a while. But Germanium needs to get his shit in gear. Yeah. So what's going on on the cell phone? Nothing. Anything, anything good? It's just getting ready for something. Jeez. Right. Well, okay wow. then. Secret. Well, you gotta like... Missions uh, over there. That's not secret. A box of dreamsicles are coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I found a place where you can order them and have them delivered to your he doorstep. Was he ordered a crate from uh, Costco.com. <laughs> right. Exactly. A pallet of, dreams, of fudgesicles. <laughs> fudgesicles, yes. Not dreamsicles. Not is there any know. way that we could FedEx it immediately? <laughs> uh, overnight is too long. I need it within a couple I've hours. Gotta have some of that right now. <laughs> Cream? So everybody uh, knows that um, we are fashion experts. They do. Um, we were all of us were finalists on Project Runway one time or another. Did he have hair down with the ass. He did when, on Project Runway did, yeah. or yeah. judging Project Runway. Because we were on fashion we were, experts are not on the show. Yeah, they are. They're not they well judges. They're the judges, but <clears throat> okay, yes. People, but the people, the contestants are 
people trying to win the yeah, runway. Yeah, but they're shit, also not, like I mean, actually people whatever. that are known for their yeah, fashion. Yeah, but once sense. they come out of Project One, they become fashion experts. Maybe some of them do. <laughs> okay, maybe just. Just okay. assume for the fact that we're all fashion experts. Okay. Because we are. Diarrhea, naked ass. Let's not get caught up in technicalities of our graduation from Roger Grunoy. Are we just going to play everything <laughs> fart tonight for crying out loud? Yeah, why not? God. Everything anyway. fart. My diarrhea, naked ass. Everything's either talking about or doing it. Right. God. <laughs> I really hope that wasn't someone recording themselves. God, that's terrible. It probably was. All right. So let's... Uh, Dustin found us a little quiz here. Being the, you know we like quizzes. And we are fashion experts, so we found us a fashion quiz of things that, supposedly, 10 things that men should know what they mean. Supposedly. So, <laughs> supposedly. Not a word. Question one. What is a placket? It is, is it A, pleather jacket, B, the area where an arm meets a shoulder on a shirt, C, a dandy, a fancy dresser devoted to fashion and neatness, or D, an opening or slit in a garment covering fastenings or giving access to a pocket. You don't hear people called dandy enough anymore. I think we need to bring dandy back. Dandy and dude is in a well-dressed gentleman? Yes, exactly. As, as opposed to dude bitch? And I don't see any dandies in this room, but... No. You know. no. You're right. No. I'm going to guess A. Pleather jacket? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to guess anything that has to do with a dandy. So, whatever answer that was. I'm going to guess D, an opening or a slit Hopefully, in a garment. that is in every question. <laughs> Hopefully a dandy is in every question. <laughs> uh, what is a trilby? Is it a fashion faux pas? I'm Do sorry, you, are we not going to get the answers till the end? Apparently not. Way to go, Dustin. You have to no, vote for, on it, uh, then it shows it at the end. Thanks for uh, explaining the rules to this game. I didn't know the rules. Started. Okay. didn't know the rules. Well, thanks for letting us know when you figured it out. Look wow. here, Thomas Gunn. Let's move on, okay? Thomas Gunn. Hey. Is that Anna Gunn's husband? Or? No, it was in Tim Gunn's. Oh, okay. Relation. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So what is a trilby? Is it a fashion faux pas, the official name of the Star Trek logo, a soft felt hat with a narrow brim and an indented crown? What's the word again? Trilby. Or a PR executive in the fashion Hello, business. Hello, trilby. Okay, can you give the answers one more time? A fashion faux pas, <laughs> the official name of the Star Trek logo, a soft felt hat, or a PR executive in the fashion business? I'm going to go with soft felt hat. We're supposed to know I'm this? I'm going that. We're yeah, men. I'm going to go with the A. Okay. Wainers. A jacquard, thanks, or jacquard, is a a type of weaving. B an idiot who thinks he's dressing well. C a French term for a jacket, or D a small purse or bag for men. I'm gonna say a French term for a jacket. Or E a captain of the Starship Enterprise. Uh, You're thinking secret secret uh, extra answer E. You're thinking of Captain Kirkard. Jean Luc. You just combine them to jacquard. I don't fucking know what that is. Kirkard. All right. Are we going to know any of these? No. A grommet no. is a ring inserted into a hole through thin, thin material, oh, a yeah. shoulder pad, a. A. Uh, any heel or sole designed to add maximum grip, or when an article of clothing is nauseatingly bad, a combination of gross and vomit. I'm going to say the last one. Okay. <laughs> okay. We will know one of them, actually, I saw on that list. I know this one. <laughs> what is an epaulette? A fashion afterthought, an ornamental shoulder piece, an extra wide zipper, or an intern for a designer? Extra go zipper. Go, Mark. It's an ornamental shoulder piece I'm found gonna, in the military. I'm going to go with that one. Pow. What's a gusset? Is it another y- word for the Your Yiddish God. shimada or rags? A diamond-shaped piece of fabric sewn into the crotch or pants, of, uh, pants or underarms that? or sleeves? A men's bracelet or a classic pattern similar to herring, herringbone? I pick, I'm going to pick B. Sure. <laughs> a dot, this is a horrible quiz, Dustin. Way to go. 
Uh, a dobby is what? A British term for bowler hat, a woven fabric with small geometric patterns. The term for anyone who sprays customers with cologne or a fashion designer who can't actually sew. Um, e, yeah. the little Yoda-looking figure from Harry Potter. <laughs> I'll go, uh, I don't know, C. I don't know All what right. it was, but I'm going C. You should know this one. What's a merkin? A shopkeeper specializes in Indian <laughs> fabrics, a loafer, uh, a wig for the pubic area, or a mustache that stretches on either side of the face to the sideburns. It's too bad we don't have Matthew McConaughey here We're to answer that. going with C. <laughs> we need to find the old merkin intro. Yeah, we do. Uh, what is a spatter dash? Is it a pattern that resembles Morse code, footwear accessories for outdoor use, long strides used by male models, or faux fur collars on men's coats? Uh, B. Sure. A Monmouth cap is what? An elected official uh, in the Middle this Ages? It's, this is last, last one. Oh, okay, good. A knitted cap worn by sailors, uh, worn in the 15th and 18th century, a device worn to protect the teeth during the Civil War battles, or a rap term for when you shoot someone through the cheek. I'm going to say B. Rap term. <laughs> okay, we're done. Let's see how we did. Thanks for taking the survey. <laughs> you are a dumbass man. So... Oh, this is nice. So the answers, it just... What a bunch of bullshit. This is just a survey to Are see you, what you're You just list the answers in order without giving context. Awesome. At the very bottom. Fuck this quiz. <laughs> One is B. Two, two is C. C. That's super helpful. God. That's pretty lame. Just write it down real quick. Yeah. I, I don't know. even know. Let's <laughs> go back. Somebody even care. Somebody even really give a shit at this point. <laughs> no. Fuck this quiz. Yeah. Well. I'm curious what a Dobby is. It's your mom. No, it's not. I am Marla. <laughs> That's not a she, job. She wasn't an answer. <laughs> I, I guess we're out of here. You're listening what to the, the break room. Yes, we have been pelted in a sandstorm. Shack is the greatest podcast the internet has ever seen. If you haven't checked it out yet, here's what you've been missing. I hear your heart beat till the beat of the drums. It's so adorable how old people are so racist. Paraguay was nearly decimated as a country. Homophobes are secretly gay, right? Yes. By that logic, is my sister secretly an orphan? Well, I mean, we all need a good beat every now and then. I've actually been developing a world conquest plan for at least the last 15 years. You yep. can use Vaseline for other things. Yeah, <laughs> like butthole stuff. <laughs> I had a prosthetic leg. I'd use it like my wallet anyway. Thank you so much. And I winked. And as I'm on my way out, I turned back and I said, it's for the baby. That was your birthday present. I did not. You take it back. I've never had a connection with God. You raping babies or whatever the case may be. A man either needs to beat you or rape you because you're too mouthy for me. Your new dope could be poo and it's free. Yeah. Oh. You make your own. I don't even understand what the fuck that was supposed to be. I, I assume it's supposed to be a child, but that thing is awful. My 83-year-old grandmother once told me that gays are worse than rotten meat. 
an orc from Lord of the Rings. But there's a certain uh, sexual quality to it. A system of disciplinary haircuts. Where did you hear that language from, young man? We're bringing back the swastika. The kids don't even know what it is anymore. They'll be like, oh, what's this crazy spider-looking thing? Fuck it, I love it. It's crazy. All right, great. I worked on a farm doing tobacco. And you guys would just jack each other off? <laughs> we we jack each other off. I haven't laughed so hard in so fucking long. Go to thehoboshack.com or popsyndicate.net for more information. Download the Hobo Shack app for both iPhone and Android phones and subscribe now on iTunes. It's Mask, where illusion is the ultimate weapon. Yeah! Mask, Boulder Hill playset with action figures, so you put it together. Prepare for battle. This is no innocent gas station. Activate freeze ray. <laughs> Nobody stops the evil jackhammer. Vehicle sold separately with action figure. Oh, yeah? Oh, I'll sneak in another way. Hot top sector. Surrender, prisoner. Mask, Boulder Hill playset. Vehicle sold separately. New from Kenner. We're back to the break room. Has anyone discovered what was driving him out of the crapper? I was supposed to do great things. I knew the rule was law. But I was the race to shoot for fame. I had the safety on. And we're back. And we are back. <laughs> Wait, man, we haven't. You know what? We also haven't had in a long time is a ghost of Chopper Dave. That's true. Voicemail. That's true. We need, need to get to, one of those again sometime soon. You need to whip that ghost into shape. Those <laughs> <laughs> say we're already out. Those are really quick. Well, fifteen seconds. <laughs> Not even that. Short segment, Ever. 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 <laughs> Short segment, Ever. Sorry, I don't you know. I had a uh, fudge skulls on the mind. Yeah, and Minnesota. Absolutely. Minnesota. Absolutely. Watch schools in Minnesota, eh? <laughs> Who's that Cheerio guy over there? That would be Joseph Michael. Fake name. Okay. <laughs> Two first name guy? Yeah. First name, first name guy? Yep. So does that guy have anything to do with what we're going to talk about? I or? have no idea. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Are we talking about something that you're doing? <laughs> no. Oh. oh, my bad. Same no, thing. I... I found this article, and uh, this was a, an article on efficientlifeskills.com. Really so. <laughs> and this comes from the book Rich Habits by Tom Corley, who spent five years observing the daily differences between 350 rich and poor people. So I thought we'd talk about, we, he has a list of habits that he says. Huh? How long did he spend doing Five that? years. Wow. Did I get a okay. text message? And I thought we would go through these habits that he talks about. Someone and see how to do this? Uh, I assume the, some the publisher. Tank. In the think tank, yeah. It's crazy. Um, I thought we'd it's go like through these the habits and see how we measure up, see if we're rich or poor. I think we already know we where Dustin fall. Uh, he studied we how know they... know Thomas with that, you know, electric social. Yeah. We know he's already got a lot of cash coming in. Okay. He studied how they live, work, sleep, eat, exercise, and et cetera. The all important et cetera. it out. Et cetera. No, it's et cetera. Oh, period. Okay. How they fart? Yeah. 
So, so this is a show about farts today. That seems super invasive. The uh, criteria that uh, I've been following you around for a couple of days. Would you mind s- passing gas a little bit? I want to see if it's a wet one or a dry one. <laughs> We're doing an important study. Oh goodness! You might need to find a bathroom pretty soon. The farts can of we, the rich versus the poor. Can we verify under underwear streakage? God, why? <laughs> Got to get detailed. So it turns out that the rich people are way more likely to streak than the poor. Yes, but they throw them away and buy new ones. <laughs> True. I mean, the yeah. poor people. mark them up and trash them. Right. Poor people. That's that's why you want to get rich, right? So right. you can skid mark them right. trash them. Poor God. people skid mark them that's and rewear terrible them. That's the big motivation. Right, exactly. <laughs> so the criteria that Tom used, 10-second Tom used for his rich, <laughs> included, and Dustin firmly falls into this category, this at least 160000 yearly income. And oh, God, at least $3.2 million in assets. That's firmly Dustin's territory. <laughs> neither one is me. That's about, that's about uh, 200000 less than Dustin makes every day. <laughs> God. I think you should meet 10-second Tom. I think you're now, mistaken. I think I you've think switched your mistaken. salary and his salary. You definitely have. Not so much. You pretty much make that by the minute. Okay, Mr. Never Works, but gets paid. <laughs> That's a really long official title. <laughs> it is. Hi. I'm Mr. Works, but never gets paid. <laughs> it's on your business card. <laughs> exactly. What exactly do you... What, are, what kind of Is that all the title, or... That's his title. Is, there, is that title slash... Is that name slash title? Name Executive, slash title slash name. Executive director of... Mr. Never, never Works, but always gets paid. So the criteria that... Executive second, director of Give Me Pleasure. The 10 second... Give or, me sorry. pleasure. The criteria that 10 second Tom used for the poor were... Uh, they had a $30,000 yearly income, and they had at least $5,000 in assets, which... That would be nice. Yeah. I don't even have $5,000 Five, in assets. I was going to say $5,000 in assets isn't like, I mean, broke The question name. is, I do have is, what does he consider an asset? Does he consider a house an asset with equity? Or Probably. Most of them so, do. both of you fit that? Most most people do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well. I, that's actually true. You're I'm about to go on one. Uh, we'll see. No, there's we'll no see. we'll see. You're in Texas. You're when gonna you're married, you co-own it. So within that, I think that the three of us here are firmly we'll are firmly entrenched in the middle class according to these current criteria. I would say I don't know. Probably I'm maybe the lower class actually, but go ahead. Poor to middle class. <laughs> so let's go through some of the. Uh, okay, if you're referring to yourself, you're an idiot. We're all referring to that, and we're all we all fall in that category. No, we don't. Basically. Oh my god. I'm lower lower class. Okay. Shut the f- both of your assholes. <laughs> okay, shut both your assholes. <laughs> I said both of your assholes. Yeah, both of your assholes. I'll shut, shut them both. both. God, put a ball gag in one and shut the other one. Seventy uh, percent of wealthy eat less than three hundred junk food calories per day. Ninety-seven percent of poor people eat more than three hundred junk food calories per day. <laughs> so, who's the pal four in this both instance? Of them. Where do you guys fall on this little scale? Junk what food is, calories? What uh, is junk food considered? Well, I would think it's like chips, uh, pizza, any fast food. Any fast food? Because I ate a grilled chicken sandwich on the way here, so I guess I ate those calories. Um, well, I don't know. That's a good question. It depends on where the grilled chicken sandwich is from, I'm pretty sure. It's from Whataburger. So then, yeah, it's it's probably, that probably counts, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. It's probably not. It's probably less chicken and more snack calories it, or whatever. It tastes great, though. But is it is. more than 300 calories? I don't know, actually. Guaranteed. Probably like two ninety nine. then you're Guaranteed. safe. Then you're firmly rich. <laughs> <laughs> that one the thing. The grilled chicken? I don't proves. know. We'll see. I'll look at it. Go ahead. Um, I would say, I don't know. I don't think I definitely don't, most days don't eat anywhere close to that as far as junk food goes. 
So I think I'm firmly wealthy. <laughs> You're very wealthy on the food scale. Yeah. Thomas, how do you rank? Probably not great right now, but I have actually been turning that around the last couple weeks. Turning the beat around? <laughs> you went to the all-fudge school diet. Yep. Been uh, <laughs> listening to some Gloria Estefan. Okay. <laughs> if I went to the all-fudge sickle diet, that's probably not going to count as yeah, the good Yeah, but they guy. have the sugar-free fudge sickles now. So you can so, have a lot of aspartame in your diet. Right. You can shit a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it, I guess that's uh, super low, so it makes you shit a lot. Is it? I don't know. Is it? Don't 488 don't know. calories in a grilled chicken sandwich from Waterburger. Is that with mayonnaise? You are firmly poor. That's with, that is just this chicken sandwich. Oh, hang on. That's probably with mayo. I don't get mayo nope, in there. No mayo in there. Hmm. You are firmly, firmly poor. I'm very poor, poor then. Sorry. You. <clears throat> So, uh, stupid poor bastard. I put avocado in there too, so I even added the Ooh, calories today. That's healthy. Technically, though. that's good fat, but yes, it does add more calories. Yeah. But it's a good fat. It is. It's like the best fat. Pretty there good is. little fat. So you're now lower middle class. Pretty good little fat. My meter says you're lower middle class. The good points under good points for this uh, health thing mm-hmm. high in iron. All Ooh. right. Other good points are nothing. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> also high in mercury. <laughs> The chicken? Uh, God. Hopefully not the Who's chicken. Who's injecting it with mercury? <laughs> they feed their chickens on a steady, fight of, uh, steady diet of mercury. Steady fied <laughs> diet of steady mercury. Steady diet of mercury. <laughs> You're all I'll over say, the I'll fucking say. U.S. continent today. Uh, 76% of the wealthy exercise aerobically four days a week. 23% of poor people do this. Exercise robocally? Aerobically. Aerobically. I'm, I'm poorer than the poor or, people because I don't do four. You don't work out at all, right? Uh, depends. Some no. weeks. Some weeks I don't. Thomas, you don't work out? Not right now. Well, not, on, not on a regular basis. I'm still only the mega rich person on this cast. Well, yeah, we knew that, though, going into this. Yeah. That <clears> doesn't <throat> need to really be proved. Uh, 63% of wealthy listen to audiobooks, and I would probably put in podcasts with this, during commute to work versus 5% for poor people. Audiobooks suck. I'm not a big audiobook guy, but I do love podcasts. Yeah, I, I listen to podcasts, but not audiobooks. For one thing, they cost so damn much. Yeah, audiobooks are way too expensive. So well, another sign I'm poor because I can't afford the audiobook either. <laughs> that's horseshit. You just don't care enough about it to pay for it. That's the bottom line. It's not. That's not. You it's, can't pay for it. I can't really pay for it. Shut up, man! You're so full of shit. It's pretty expensive. It's not that expensive. You could just pirate everything, like Thomas. That's true. Okay. The last thing that in the world guy? I would ever pirate is an audiobook. Pirate some Charles Dickens. <laughs> I yeah. can definitely tell you that. Look. It's not that I don't want to read Charles Dickens. It's if I want to read it, I want to read it. Like, I just don't get the you don't point want of having Freeman someone reading else reading it to The you. best of times and worst of times, do no, you? No, I don't. Not even a little bit. Even his soothing, soothing Morgan Freeman voice. No. By uh, Rip Torn. I wouldn't mind listening to uh, Samuel L. Jackson read Go the Fuck to Sleep or whatever that one is he did. <laughs> or maybe, yeah, Great Expectations or yeah. Tale Two Cities. No. That'd no. be great to hear him. Yeah. It was the worst of times. <laughs> it was the best of times. Or the other way around. Or whatever. <laughs> I'm I'm barely literate, so I'm but firmly poor. That's why I only listen to audio. It's books. possible to be wealthy and illiterate, which yeah. you are. True. Hmm. All right. Uh, <laughs> if 81 percent of wealthy main, maintain a to do list versus 19 percent for the poor, I am horrible about to do lists. So I'm firmly like poor. Like an actual right. list. Yeah, like a list, either on your phone or on. Okay. A, are right. you weighing on a scale here? The which side you're on so we can find out the official by the end of this I'm list? watching my scientifically accurate meter. Wealth meter. Okay, I don't see it. So far we're both poor and you're rich. Is well, it's what, it's what we determined. It's only visible to my eyes. So. Okay. 
Here, I'll open it up for everybody. Now you guys can see it. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can see you guys are firmly entrenched in the below lower middle class. (laughs) Uh, Again, something we knew going into this. I know. Why do you have to reaffirm that you're wealthy and we're poor? Because I have to lower myself over this just to do that. Okay. Well, you do that anyway. You You didn't need a survey or a... Whatever this is, an article to do that. Uh, 63% of wealthy parents make their children read two or more nonfiction books a month versus 3% for poor. Since we have no children, I don't know how relevant that is. But would you make your kids read nonfiction? If you don't have kids, it's not a relevant (laughs) stat. How is that hard? (laughs) Since we we don't have kids, I don't know how relevant that is. I guess I'll be read it anyway, so... (laughs) I guess I'm poor because I don't have kids, so... I guess we're all okay, poor. Okay, that's not the takeaway the meter, from the The meter just went down. We're all poor because oh we have God. no kids. They're forced to read nonfiction. You're taking away the wrong thing from that statement. Uh, this is a dumb one. 80% of wealthy people make happy birthday calls versus 11% for poor. How? Is this guy in the household all the time? How would you that know guy? that? I guess. Maybe you had him write down everything they did every day for five so years. Weird. Yeah, that's pretty odd. Do you make that's- happy birthday calls? Fuck no. You do. I it's your birthday. Well, that was happy birthday. High that was a long time ago. Doesn't matter. It still made him. It wasn't high proves school. It was the year after. Still proves uh, his wealthy. I mean, I make them to my family. I mean, you're usually. Wow. Well, wealthy look guy. Here. Look here. Got okay. Your, got your uh, top hat and tails over there. <laughs> Tweaking your white mustache, Quite Mr. so. Monopoly. Quite so. Hey, wear my tuxedo to work every day. <laughs> Just because you can. I'm not real good about it. I'll, uh, good lo- morning, folks. If I may, I might make a Facebook post on your birthday. I might tweet a random image that I find on Google at yeah. someone, but that's about it. <laughs> or dickheads. <laughs> okay, tops and tails. <laughs> that doesn't uh, even make any sense. It does. No, it doesn't. It definitely does. Do you guys write down your goals? <laughs> no. 67% of wealthy write down their goals versus 17% for the poor. What do you mean, write down your goals? Like, what kind of goals? I plan to be an I don't astronaut. Know. Whatever your goals are. <laughs> do you want to... What I want to do when I grow up? Eat an no, entire I... pallet of fudgicles? <laughs> God! <laughs> Is that a goal anyone's ever had? In one sitting? I'm sure somebody has. In one sitting? Yeah. Thomas and his top hat and tails with <laughs> three handfuls of fudgicles? <laughs> it is a very rich uh, frozen treat, so... It's a lot of fudgicles. It's been pretty well. You can though, afford it because you make all those birthday calls. <laughs> Logic has completely been suspended. <laughs> as we, that's what this thing says. And as we found out this week, you sent it to the, to the uh, tops of the uh, corporate ladder. <clears throat> that's true. With record okay. sales, I did not. <clears throat> First of all, I don't. I'm not in sales. First of all, millions of dollars of sales. You brought in what? Twelve million in revenue this oh, last million. quarter. Million. And you're just Twelve making million. shit up really crazy. Pretty close. I thought it was last month. Pretty little close. <laughs> yes. Twelve million last month. That's what I did. That's why they give you fudge coals and a top hat and tails. <laughs> Call you Mr. Junior. But like for all the revenue that you brought in last month and all the birthday calls that you make throughout the year. <laughs> My meter that for <laughs> Thomas is quickly climbing. <laughs> okay. Next next story. I'm staying entrenched in the poorhouse. Uh, 88% of wealthy read for 30 minutes or more each day for education or career re- career reasons versus career 2% re- for poor. God. I guess I, I'm a poor person because I don't do that. I might read 30 minutes per year. Yeah. Unless you're counting like uh, tech forums or something when I'm looking I to read an ESPN answer. ESPN all the time. Yeah, that's true. You are an athlete. That's true. Competitive popsicle eating. It helps. <laughs> it helps with the water cooler talk at work. Competitive popsicle eating. He's going to make sure that overtakes the hot dog contest at yeah. some point. 
Damn it, fudgicles are gonna roll. <laughs> Can't you get an ice cream headache all the fucking time? <laughs> that would be quite an amusing little uh, competition there. Like every third one, they have to stop with a major ice you cream better? headache. Yeah. God. Is that okay? You're fine. Six uh, percent of wealthy say what's on their mind versus sixty-nine percent of poor. So basically, wealthy are more subdued. Well, we need to speak our minds on this podcast every week, so I guess we do what poor people do. Mm. The meters are quickly dropping. <laughs> that's the first category for you that's yeah. dropping. No, that's what are you true. talking about? I didn't have children, so my meter drops. You're still mid-range. Yeah, I haven't had one wealthy activity yet. <laughs> Horseshit. Here's another one which I guarantee we don't succeed. We're, we're going <laughs> to firmly be uh, entrenched, be really in, the lower entrenched class. in the lower class. Does it involve kids again? No. 79% of wealthy network for five hours or more each month versus 16% per Oh, four. my God. I, I don't, don't even do 16%. I try not to associate with my fellow employees. So, right. Exactly. Let alone That's network. Weird. You don't associate with them at all? Well, you're homeless. <laughs> Go get a job. Weird. Thanks, man. Thomas, do you network? I mean, no. no I mean, no. how else do you get all those sales, though? True. How did you get twelve million last month? True. You're not I just cold call people, so you know. Maybe I do <laughs> do a little bit of networking. He sends out a fudge call to each person <laughs> with a free copy of Vibe. <laughs> we appreciate your sales. I'm sorry. Do I have like unlimited supply of Vibe? That I'm well, that's aware a subscription of? you're selling. Vibe. I, I would think sending a solo P, uh, fudge call would be an awful thing to send out. I'm sure it's great in the mail by the time it gets there. A copy of Vibe with just chocolate <laughs> smeared all over it. Why am I sending copies of Vibe? <laughs> I don't know where Vibe came from. It's really weird. It's where you're selling. It's where you made your 12 million from. Vibe and fudgicles. Uh 6% of wealthy watch reality TV versus 78% for poor. Does, Say that uh, one more time. Six like percent for the wealthy. Six percent watch reality TV versus seventy-eight percent. Well, before. unfortunately, <laughs> I do fit into the wealthy column here. Pow! Like pow, pow, pow. Reality that's, TV that's is like the you. biggest horse shit ever. Does House Hunters count as reality TV? I wouldn't think so. If you're that's talking about HGTV, thing, and that's stuff reality. Like that. That's reality TV. Like I, it doesn't count or something? in the gen, in the in the very generic the idiocy of America type reality TV, but it's still reality TV. Then I do another poor activity. All right, I guess I do watch that stuff. Uh, Does that constitute 6% of your... Oh, never mind. I'm mixing up things. Go ahead. 67% of wealthy people watch one hour or less of TV every day versus 23% for the poor. Uh, That's definitely not true of me. Me neither. I watch a good two, three hours a night. (laughs) 23. Good God. I watch at least a couple hours. A week? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Well, a day. They're saying one hour a day. One hour a day. I would say I watch at least two hours a day, I would say. Yeah. If not more. I don't know about that. Every time I get online, y'all are on there watching a We're movie. We're always watching stuff, though. A lot that's of watching just stuff. Have it on. Okay, well, that's watching well, stuff. That's a lot of hours a day. It'll be on when I'm looking at something else, oh. like on the actual iPad or something. Like when you're inspecting your butt or something? That, too. When I'm cleaning <laughs> my butt very meticulously. God. Uh, definitely don't do, do this very well. 44% of people wake up three hours before work. What? Versus 3% for poor. Oh, I'm definitely firmly in the poor category then. Uh, I get up like 30 seconds before. I've crossed the lower middle class threshold into firmly poor territory now. <laughs> it just depends on the I think day. you're still middle class. Ah, look at top hat, top hat and tails over here. There are yeah. times that I do want to get up so that I can do some other things before I go to work. Tweaks his mustache. <laughs> I don't have a mustache, Irons sir. Irons his jacket. <laughs> yep. I don't have a jacket, sir. He has to press the jacket. Sorry, it's a coat. Sorry. You have to get up early to maintain those tails. You know? Right. Exactly. Dude. I take my suit to dry cleaners, man. I don't trust myself to press it. I think you mean suits. Yeah. 
What? They're all matching suits. Well, he wears his one set of tails to right. take his other set of tails to the dry cleaner. So it sounds like these are just like tails that I throw on the back of my shorts. <laughs> they rac- are, right? Is it what yeah, we're it's like raccoon about? tails so weird. and stuff. Uh, like I think a Mario that has the style opposite tail. effect of dressing up that you're in, you're in quite, you're inferring that I have. Yeah, he has like the raccoon tail from Mario 3. <laughs> <laughs> Little ears on top. People think I'm weird when I jump up try to hit things. Yep. You're always slamming your head into brick walls. I mean, it works for me. <laughs> He's walking down a dark around. alley. That's how I make everybody scared of me. He has to hone that Maybe he lights a piece of garbage and throws it at somebody. Why would I light a piece of garbage? They imitate the fireballs. Yeah, exactly. He throws it from his mouth. you're saying. But I've got to make it like a ball substance yeah. so that it bounces off the ground. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Rubbery have, garbage. Yeah. You always have, you have a convenient supply of tennis balls that you light on fire. You get <laughs> the kerosene. Like, I make all the damn noises, too. <laughs> 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 While you're humming the theme song, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty multi-talented. It is. You should probably go on the road with the show. <laughs> So at least YouTube that shit. Yeah. I feel like cops are going to be involved, though, if I'm throwing fire at people. <laughs> They're just catching on fire in any way. <laughs> uh, 76% of wealthy believe that bad habits create detrimental luck versus 9% for poor. Stupid. I don't even believe in luck, so I guess I'm poor. Uh, you don't agree in luck at all? Oh, there are plenty some, of things where you can be lucky some in lucky situations. Stuff. Yeah, there's some lucky stuff. I guess there's some lucky. I believe that hard work counts for a sure. lot. luck. But the there's lots of chance things like oh, sure. driving and not being hit by oh, yeah, the driver kind of stuff, that sure. drives by you. There's, there's always possibilities of luck. Sure. There's some, yeah. Unless you believe in, you know, God who controls everything and everything happens for a reason. Well, no. That's I, the I, only other alternative to some things. Well, I do believe that what he's trying to say here is that hard work accounts for most of people's luck. Yeah. If you're talking sense? about like career wise and stuff like that, then sure. I think but I would think that's what they're talking yeah. about. Probably not just making it, you know, your fireball self make it to your car every morning or anything like that. It's probably talking more about specifics like that. And so I guess what he's on the opposite saying that if you're well, poor, I guess everybody you... else in the complex is lucky if they don't get hit by one of your fireballs and they get to make it to work. <laughs> True. That's a bad habit. That would be luck, especially since I'm standing outside the the only door outside of the exactly. apartment complex, Somebody's launching fireballs at people. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Like, oh god! Start running for the car. Run away! They know me too well. Fortunately, they can't put a face with me yet. So, in good shape. God, the lights are all dark in the parking garage. Do you ever have people throw eggs at you and you catch them and throw them back? You stand on them and throw them back? Yeah, it took me a long time to figure out how to, how to, how to, stand on how to actually figure out how to counteract that attack. <laughs> exactly. But yes, I am able to do it now. That's excellent. It would be, uh, it would be really odd for me to jump up, stand on an egg, <laughs> and then pick it up and hit the ground okay. Exactly. That would, in fact, I'd like to see someone do that Again, in real life. You need That'd to be amazing. Well, sometimes you ride it for a little bit, and then you pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty fucking phenomenal, actually. And you climb through a bird's mouth yeah, to get home. Yes. Of course. Once, once you defeat the nemesis <laughs> with the egg, who launches it out of his mouth. Yep. Eighty-six uh, percent of wealthy believe in lifelong educational self-improvement versus five percent for poor. 
Well, it just kind of seems like poor people are stupid in this instance. Well, we knew that going into it. We, we knew we were dumb. Yeah, we knew we were dumb. <clears throat> I mean, it seems like you would always use different means to educate yourself on stuff. Sure. I think... So what they're saying is most poor people... Never mind. Are they saying to continue, like, continuing education, like doing a master's or something specific? Maybe not even that, but I once think Once you've already done something? No, I don't think it's like it has to be something formal. But I'm saying like lifelong education. Oh, I know, <clears throat> but I'm just saying something like that. Like if you wanted to... I don't know. Maybe if you wanted to get certified in something, or if you just had an interest in something, you read all about it, and figure out how to do it. Yeah, probably like more that, that kind of education. I would, I would probably attribute more to that. Well, then, I mean, I haven't I less guess, of formal structure and more. Yeah, I mean, we've done that on occasion. I mean, we had to, you know, you had to do that to even start up the podcast. Yeah, we, we had to learn how to become podcast masters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we do that kind of stuff, I guess. But yeah, not not anything formal. I mean, I read for work every once in a while. You know, it, it, sure. it's self improving my myself. Myself, myself, myself. Self-improving yourself. Allow myself to improve myself. With myself. And finally, the last habit. 86% of wealthy love to read versus 26% for poor. I guess I'm a poor person again. I don't know if he counts just Star Wars books. He says love to read. Yeah. I read all the effing time. Pal. (laughs) No. Old T-H-N-T over here. Pal. Like, there is nothing I love more than a good deuce and a good book. Same time? <laughs> Not in the book, but yeah. <laughs> you don't watch the deuce as you're reading? When did you God. stop doing that? <laughs> okay, I'm not able to peel one eye in a different direction than the other. You put the book down and you have it like... God, no. So you can catch peripheral. You don't have to look at the deuce directly. It's a peripheral look. Well, you thanks. Know. I appreciate the permission on how I can take a deuce. Well, no, I said you could. You I'm giving you an option. I thought you had a camera in the bowl and you had a monitor right God. in front of you. Put the, put the monitor myself? in the book. That's like the weirdest feature ever. <laughs> That's a nice looking anus you got there. <laughs> Self. I'm going to spit polish my own anus right there. Where's my angel when I need it? <laughs> this rich or poor Look conversation the, has gone down. Look at the way that anus expands as the turd's coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so my meter, the final results in the meter say that Dust and I are firmly, firmly poor. Thomas is the boy. Practically living in the, the barrio. fuck ever? And Thomas, top hats and tails, tank. Yeah, just like you do practically live in the barrio, both of you. I do. Douchebags. It's pretty close. Some people spray paint my house every day. I'll show you the crime report. I live in the ghetto. In the ghetto. Every time we enter the ghetto, Elvis starts playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And a baby cries. <laughs> every time you go home. Yeah. In the ghetto! <laughs> Romy, enter the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Cross 635 going south. Exactly. Elvis starts playing. It's really weird. No matter what you're listening to, it overtakes your radio. That's right. Every signal overtakes your podcast. <laughs> it does. It's like Poltergeist. <laughs> it is. So, Thomas. So. Mr. Fancy Pants. Yep. Top hats and tails. Congratulations. Way to go, Thomas. I didn't realize Way to go. Game. That's why you have that electrical social security number that we use. That is time. true. Electrical? Electrical. We knew that. I mean, we knew that going into it anyway. Electronic, yeah. possibly, or just electric. <laughs> Astounding, magical, stupendous. It is magical because it doesn't exist. <laughs> you don't, you don't have social? a social, so you're a legal <laughs> citizen. I do, but so you're saying it's this fake. whole this whole prospect of this unlimited funds that come from my How social no security prospect. number. Does Thomas the Tank actually belong to somebody else? The name? It's no prospect. Is that a dead man? No. From like 1943. Yes. It's time. From 1943, you're right. <laughs> it's a very specific time. <laughs> you are an Asian immigrant. No, I'm not. Not even close. 
You're all small Chinese boy. That is the Merkin intro, by the way. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Let's listen to it real quick. All right. We just did. Sorry. Pull out your pipe and a glass of scotch and settle down on your leather chair for another adventure in the break room. <laughs> the paragon of culture and class in the podcasting world. There she is. Like there's a lot more to this. <clears throat> it's like four minutes long. Sexual tension. 145 seconds. How do I look? Shh. Oh. <clears throat> Don't stare, you fucking baboon. It's rude. What is that? On the cross. What did you do to yourself? M- you look like a fucking child. It's a very hot child. Who's been poorly waxed. You cheated on me. I couldn't get an appointment and he told me to shave. I told you to trim. This is Vagina Town, sweetheart. They didn't have little heart-shaped tufts of pubis in 1930s LA. Maybe not, but I think my character was before her time. Sorry, who said it's your character? We need a fucking market! (laughs) When I got on a film where I could hire someone who could be my driver, I had that ability and that power, I I called him. He came out and drove me on a time to kill. He and I became good friends. He's like family for sure, you know. I call him Merkin, and he, he calls me Merkin. So there's only two Merkins, and that's me and him. And that came off of a comedy show, Exit 57. We found out a year later, that's a pubic wig. And I was like, well, that's perfect. So now I'm Merkin, and he's Merkin, and a couple of pubic wigs. Merkin. 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 Yeah, the Merkin, that's it. Merkin, 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 Merkin. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Okay. Might be the best intro we've ever done. Uh. So, <laughs> finally, on the other side, we're finally going to talk about Breaking Bad. Are you sure? This line of coke, huff this paint, and you'll miss how we tell the break. We'll be right back to the break room. Go ahead and get naked and call in a question of the listening or six nine six six five and nine eight two seven. You're listening to the break room. What the hell is the most kid? KFC bucket and a two-liter 7-Up. Thank you, sir. <laughs> they forgot to charge me for the drink. Ah! Police! I'm surrounded. <gasps> They'll never take me alive. But, sir... No! <laughs> Help me, Dad. They're after me because I swiped the 7-Up. You darn fool! They're giving them away for free! <laughs> what the... <gasps> Get a free 7-Up with a 15-piece bucket. Only at KFC. You're moist toilet, sir. Oh. Cinema has been around for over a hundred years. Its history is long and varied. Each film has a story to tell, and the 15-Minute Movie Podcast covers the history of cinema through the actors, writers, directors, producers, and themes. Each episode, you'll find out about the history of movies in just 15 minutes. Go to 15mmp.com or check it out on Stitcher, iTunes, or Miro. It's me! Uh, here's a wrap that you should know. Made with Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. Just wrap a wiener filled with cheese. Pick it up. It's sure to please. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Doughboy Wrap. The 
would not be saying what I think you're saying. I am so sorry. It's hearsay. He said, she said. Just find Jesse. I can be the man who caught him. The lives he's destroyed. He's a monster. Breaking Bad. A new episode premieres next Sunday night at 9. Followed by Low Winter Sun at 10. Only... And we're back. Amazing. <laughs> Actually, that episode has already aired, but that's okay. I like how Jack Bauer was in there at the end, too. By the way, this episode 179, not 180, like apparently I said earlier. Yeah, it'll AMC totally put him in there. Yeah. It'll, it'll be on the feed. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't really matter. So we are here to talk about Breaking Bad, not surprisingly. Talking about the episode called Buried, the second episode of the second half of season five. Currently airing on one AMC TV before Low Winter Sun, which apparently is miserably failing. Too bad the title didn't have anything to do with anything that happened in the show. No, not at all. Yeah, it has nothing to do what with. What was it. the title? Buried. Oh yeah, Bird. That doesn't really have anything to do with it. Doesn't have anything to do with. It. So, so this uh, episode opens a uh, another one of the cold opens that Breaking Bad does very well. This Hank time, is it's in, still on the crapper. He yeah, went back he's to the still crapper. he went back to the crapper. Yeah, they're going to start every episode with him getting off the crapper. Yeah, with be, a revelation. That'd be awesome. Uh, in this case, it's an old man who uh, is getting up early in the morning, and uh, it's taking place, I guess, a few hours after Jesse was throwing money out the window. And this uh, oldie oldster finds a pile of money on his driveway, and he starts looking around and sees that it's on every driveway. He was credited as oldie oldster in the episode. He was. Uh, it's actually his legal name. Yeah. Um, he goes around to all these driveways, picking up all as the money. As a 25-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> he was known only as Oldie. <laughs> Are you what serious? Is, wasn't, there a, wasn't the guy on uh, Conan, Oldie Olderson? He might have been. Remember the guy that died that was real old? It was back in the 90s. I don't remember. He used to be in a lot of their sketches, Oldie Olderson. Anyways. I really don't remember him. Has nothing to do with Breaking Bad. <laughs> aside from that, he appeared in this episode. So, yeah. Cool story, bro. It's a cool story, bro. Remember the guy? No, uh, we don't. We already established that. So anyways, this guy goes around collecting money, and he eventually comes to a park, a children's park, where... That guy? Jesse's crashed Isuzu or whatever that car is, Subaru, whatever. Is crashed, <laughs> Finally. Is crashed Finally into crashed a... crashed that uh, piece of shit car after yeah. four seasons. He crashed into really a playground. crashed it. It just was sitting there with the hazards on it. I was pretty sure no. it was crashed I into thought it was crashed, too. little climbing, whatever, the, the little dome thing that kids yeah. climb on. Yeah, It wasn't. It was just sitting there. No, it looked like it was I'm going to say it was crashed. And uh, the guy finds uh, in the car a giant bag of money, the rest of the money that Jesse didn't throw out, and then... Uh, he finds Jesse uh, <clears throat> just pushing himself on a, uh, what do you call it, a merry-go-round. With his feet hours. Staring up at the sky, not yeah. saying anything. Yeah. And then we cut to Breaking Bad music. And uh, Hank is then trying to... <laughs> we cut to Breaking Bad music, I have to specify that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we cut to it. Um, so it does pick up immediately after the last episode. they changed the theme to this in the last season. <laughs> It's after that we jet right back to the garage. Yeah, right back to the garage. Season, or season, episode one. Yeah. Episode nine. Hank closes the garage. Walter gets in his uh, car, starts to yeah. speed off. I like the official Walter. Use of the full name. Right. It's, things are getting serious. Mark's uh, busting out the full name. He tries to call Skylar at the same time that Hank has already called her. And uh, he thinks, well, he he gets a busy signal or whatever. Gets, keeps in her voicemail. Figures out that uh, Hank is calling her also. And uh, Hank is trying to get in touch with her to go have a meeting with her, which he succeeds at doing. And then they go they go into some restaurant, some diner, and they have, I think, one of the longest scenes that has ever appeared in the show. 
That's audio from the phone call. Yes. He's calling Charles. Uh, Hello, Walter's wife. This is Charles. Hello. It's really weird. We need to have a meeting. That's the voicemail he kept getting when he was calling Skyler. Like, please, please check the number. And try again. Damn it. So they that was they had a long standoff that initially started with Skyler being very afraid, and then as so the scared. the scheme the scene builds, she ends up turning against Hank and turning completely or, different. Or Frank. Or Frank. As we established last yeah, week. Yeah, he's trying to push her to come clean about yeah. everything. And push her toes. And she is if essentially goes to... She doesn't talk for the longest time, and then finally she basically says she wants a lawyer. And at, at first she's upset, and obviously she's considering it, and then she wisens up and realizes that Hank doesn't have much. And so she decides to, yes, lawyer up. Not just have much, but I mean, even if he did have more, that her best choice is not to listen to him. Yeah. And do whatever he wants. Oh, Her spoiler alert! Is to, what? Spoiler alert for everything that we're talking about. What? No, we don't have to establish that every week. I am being we're courteous. You know that by I'm being courteous to we're the viewers. We're halfway through the episode. You're not being that courteous. <laughs> the not viewers know that we're not. We're spoiling it. All right, fine. Um, Walter then realizing he can't get a hold of Skylar decides to grab all of his money. So he he gets Huel and the. I, just get a text I, 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 I forget the the guy's a comedian in real life. But he's one of Saul's other guys. Yeah. He's the skinny white dude. Yeah, with fuel. Right. And they go to grab the money, and that was one of the funny scenes. Was when yeah. they start with this giant pile of money, and big old Huel just decides he's going to lay down on the pile just, of money. Just, yeah. just Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. And then the other guy gives up and just lays on it too. Um, but then they end up taking the uh, they load up the uh, the money into barrel like methylamine barrels, and they take it to Walt. In a white panel van. I'm sure that they're called something other than methylamine barrels. Probably. <laughs> they're used for plenty of other things besides methylamine. I'm going to call them methylamine barrels. Amazing. Uh, and then Walt decides to drive that to the desert. According to Wikipedia, it's the Tohajili Indian Reservation. And decides to like bury it in the desert. And then he, There's no way Wikipedia knows that. I know. That's what I say. Uh, he then takes a GPS. I was wondering, like, how's he going to know where it is? Well, he took, takes a GPS, finds the coordinates, and then smashes the GPS. Yep. Uh, locator. And then I would have he, written it down in some kind of code or something because I would then, totally forget. Well, that's what he. That's what he did. And then well, buys he was a lottery. It, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he memorized it and then he went and bought a litter, lottery, lottery ticket <laughs> yeah. or a lottery ticket. Oh, did and he, stuck oh, it in the fridge. Oh, did you didn't notice, notice that? that? No. Okay. Yeah, they. That's why they swipe down the lottery ticket. It's yeah. all the numbers of the GPS ah, coordinates. Okay, gotcha. Which is genius. You can hide it out in plain sight and nobody would know. True. Sure. Sure. Um, I don't know. It might get a little obvious when it's been three weeks and that lottery ticket's still hanging on the door. Yeah, but maybe not. Maybe okay, not. Sure. Maybe I mean, it's, not. It's, Maybe not to his FBI or uh, DEA yeah, brother-in-law, I mean, who's investigating him for weeks at that point. Maybe, but maybe not. Like you wouldn't necessarily you think know that was GPS coordinates. Yeah. Well, you might think it's weird and think it has to do with something, but I doubt you would think that. Probably not. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, so Lydia, who works for the checks, um, decides to finally visit uh, the meth lab. That apparently it wasn't. Um, what was the guy's name that we talked about last week? Tom? Merkin? I don't know. Merkin. Yeah. Blonde Merkin. Yeah. Um, apparently, we thought he took it over, uh, but that wasn't the case. Apparently, they well, handed they, it over. They well, said in the episode that he originally did. Well, Merkin took it over and had it 74%, and then they gave it to somebody else, those people that had it then. Oh, and that's right. That's right. They didn't trust him. Yeah, so, they, so they, they kicked, kicked him out and out. got thrown. Yeah. And uh, Todd, that was his name. Todd. Todd. Yeah. <laughs> not, not Blonde Merkin. Uh, although, that's what his name will be here from, from here on out. <laughs> of course. Out. So um, she goes to visit the new guys, and these are the guys that Walter initially stole the methylamine from. Yeah. And uh, they took over the operation and kept, they buried their meth lab under the desert, 
in yeah. a, an old school bus. So it let in dirt every time they opened the door. So it was a really dirty meth lab, hence the lowering of the quality. Right. So then um, while uh, Lydia is down in the bus, the all the guys go upstairs and Blonde Merkin kills them all. Just and completely a bunch them of out. other people. Yeah, and a bunch of other people. Bus. Well, yeah, the neo-Nazis. Yeah. The guys that took out the other guys in jail last season. Yes. Right. Yeah. So Blonde Merkin and the Nazis. This is like a good band name. <laughs> God. Maybe they'll uh, form that after the series is over. <laughs> That'll be the spinoff. They'll live. That'll be, be like a Josie and the Pussycats-esque <laughs> series. Be really, yeah. Blonde Merkin and the, and the Nazis. Lighter, the, lighter than the Bob Odekirk yeah. uh, spinoff. He'll be their lawyer, too. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Amazing. Getting them out of their wacky murdering hijinks <laughs> every week. Setting them on the road, you know. Yeah. Gotta have the cover story. Yeah, exactly. Blonde Merkin and the Nazis performing live this evening. And then, yeah, another hit from Blonde Merkin and the Nazis. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So th- that was pretty much the end until. Uh, Although I always find Lydia an interesting character. She's the biggest spaz in the world, but does all this heinous crap all the time. Yeah, she seems like, like she's she, extremely scared all the time. Yeah, like she's down there in the you know. Well, she takes like a tough stance tunnel. with them at yeah, first, exactly. And then she goes down into the meth lab and then like cowers like a little baby while yeah. Blonde Merkin and the Nazis take Cover out her ears. Exactly. It's kind of dumb. Yeah. And then she walks out and she has to have Merkin actually take her to <laughs> yeah. her car. Just a, I don't want to see it. Yeah. Is what she says. I don't want to see it. And then when that other one gets killed, she's like, oh my God. The one that was still moving up there and take me to my truck, Merkin. You yeah. know, she's yelling that. Yeah. I like how one she's of the Nazis is like, seriously, when she's walking around <laughs> with her eyes closed. And then yeah. he ends up shooting the leader of the, uh, of the <clears throat> anti-Merkins. Non, the anti-Merkins. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So the anti Merkins are dead. <laughs> we just started a new, lost control. A new Counter Strike game that was <laughs> Counter Strike was terrorists and uh, non. What, what were they called? Merkins. No, but we'll start a new Counter Strike game where it's Merkins and the non Merkins. <laughs> anti Merkins versus Merkins. They have the bald pubic area to the anti Merkins. <laughs> so amazing! <Thank> God, <laughs> that's the sign for the team. Exactly. You flash a shaved pubic area. <laughs> God. He's cool, man. <laughs> counter terrorist, that's what it was. Jeez. He's smooth in that region. He's cool. Merkin and counter Merkins. He's got a Barbie doll, exactly. fleshy area down there. It's mostly, mostly made up of porn stars. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So okay, then so the anti Merkins are dead. That wasn't really a big part of the yeah. storyline, but well, I mean, it was. It was. But I mean, it was a definitely a monumental event. It was an interesting event, but I mean, yeah. it's not like we well, expected the anti Merkins to be around or anything. Well, but it's one of those people that could have taken out Walt possibly because he had yeah, stolen from them. So it's one yeah. foe down. And now he has the checks and uh, still has Lydia, really. the cartel, Lydia, yeah, uh, and blonde Merkin, and so. obviously Hank. And Hank, yes. Sure. So, he's got that so then Hank. Hank does go back. Or maybe a regular Albuquerque policeman. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, what's the whore? That uh, meth whore? Walt gets taken in for a DWI, and that's how it all ends. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, Hank has a long discussion with Marie. That yep. was such... Well, Marie has a long discussion with, with Skyler, uh, with Skyler yeah. and tries to take the baby... And that was such an incredible, incredible performance by yeah. Marie, Betsy, whatever her name is. Ross. Um, yeah, Betsy Ross. <laughs> Smacks the shit out of Skylar. Oh, yeah. And I do wonder, I didn't watch uh, Talking Bad, but I wonder if that was a real slap, you know? It looked real enough. Yeah, it did look real. I bet it wasn't, but it did look real. I mean, they, if not, they played it very well. Yeah. And uh, then he, uh, Hank has a, ha- a heart-to-heart with Marie. I can't remember what, exactly which order it was, but... Um, it was that one first. 
Which one? The baby taken? Yes. Okay. So then Hank has it. Has because it out they with Marie. go home. Yeah. Yeah. And she's trying to prompt him to go into work, and he's right. saying, "He's saying my career's it over. It will be my last day when yeah. I walk in there. I've right. got to go in there with evidence. So this thing is yeah. over yeah. as soon as I leave. Because I, yeah, it's my brother-in-law. And then uh, Hank finds out that Jesse's been taken into custody because he was right. giving out money, and cops are questioning him. He takes over the which, of course, they're going to if they narrow it down. Like, why the hell do you have five million dollars mm-hmm. that you're throwing around? And Jesse's not talking. Right. So far. So far. Yeah. The ending is, you know, greatness where Hank just goes in there and closes the door and, you know, obviously yeah. next week we're going to see what happens there. Maybe. We're going to see what happens there. Maybe the entire next week is just a flash forward. That could be. It's but all Hank on a prison toilet. Pretty sure. Yeah. Or it's, uh, it's what's just, his name in jail it's by just the moment. Be, it's just Hank on toilets throughout the years. <laughs> and all the revelations he's come up with. Season toilet. This is the uh, ivory that I enjoyed last fall. <laughs> All the cases he's blown wide open. It's been when he's been sitting God. on toilets. <laughs> and other things he's blown wide open. Oh, hey <laughs> <laughs> So I have to say, like, if you're uh, going to put an episode up for an Emmy, as far as acting performances go, superb all around. Everybody, everybody in this cast. I mean, Jesse didn't have one line. I'm still frustrated by the fact that Jesse's not playing a more predominant role in this. Well, yeah, I think that's so about far. to kick up, though. I think, sure. that, I think he's about to be less marginalized. Episode, yeah, but I think... This is more likely. I feel confident that's the case. However, yeah. I'm really ready to get there. That's yeah. the most irritating thing for me coming out of this one. The question is, is he going to turn or not? Um, they do a good job, though, of making, you know, like a 48-minute episode feel like a 15-minute episode. Yeah. Because they sure. go so fast. I know. When it was over, I was like, God damn it, it's over already? Yeah. I mean, there was so much tension in this episode. and it's just like when you listen to The Break Room. Yes. Exactly. I don't like that it's, I'm caught up. I much prefer being able to shotgun episodes well you can wait and we can just spoil it for you not gonna do that though we'll tell you how it ends and then you can catch up and watch it why would i want to do that just saying you could you could shotgun it then that's what happens that episode okay yeah you want to tell you how the break room ends (laughs) (laughs) like anybody could even know that this may not be the greatest death by (laughs) fudgesicle probably death by popsicle yeah by fudgesicle fudgesicle sugar alcohol overload from the diet fudgesicle we'll run out of money from the tom's disaster is it going to be whose death yeah Probably Just for the a-hole. <laughs> oh, it was the poorest, according to the uh, right. quiz, so we the poorest poor tend to go out first. True. But I will say the... Yeah, deep- where's hard-hitting evidence like that? Who what? dies first? Not like all these crazy stupid... Obviously, I'm backtracking a segment here. According to the like poor to meter. I think it's kind of crazy that those are the only stats that came out of a five-year survey, but whatever. Is this a comment? Anyway. I would imagine the book is longer. <laughs> <It might be. laughs> I would hope. Longer than it the summary of the survey. It might not be. It might not be. The book is one half page long. <laughs> anyway, um, Dean Norris, who plays Hank, uh, I really didn't think of much of him as an actor up until these last two episodes. And really? this episode, well, I, I mean, was he was okay, but I never felt like he really showed his chops. Like most of the episodes, he's always. Oh, I thought he was good through that whole, you know, being shot and the rehab. Back I thought he was and... good. Don't get me wrong. I thought he was good. I just, I thought and even he was... in the first season where he was like. You know, pompous jackass. Yeah. See, I didn't think of much of him then. I just thought he was I playing thought he kind was of a stereotype. Well, he was. Better but, word. Yeah. But and not that it was bad. It just was. It was average. Yeah. But I will. And he was good. Yes. After the accident where the twins tried to kill him, and he's collecting rocks. And he was good. Spoiler, jeez. But, but I thought <laughs> this episode was like his best performance I've ever seen him. Maybe barring Total Recall as the mutant. I will say <laughs> that it's been a long time since I've thought the wife was good for anything. Yeah. You're talking and, about Skyler or Murray? Yeah, Skyler. 
Yeah. And well, in Marie this episode, too. Marie was awesome. I've liked Marie most of the time. She's usually the one where she like was stealing stuff and everything was pretty good. But a she's, lot of times she's kind of she's just comic relief generally. in the background. She's comic relief. It's been a long time since I've liked Sky. Like, there's been a lot of time that I thought, man, if the family could just disappear, that would be great. But uh, he hates small Skylar children. Skylar in this one, where she basically says, where he's like, kill me. Yeah, just let me die. Make sure the kids get the inherit, get the money and stuff. And she basically says, "I think our best." Oh, we didn't even mention our that. Best though. play here is just to be silent. Yeah, yeah. They had a tender moment, Skylar. Yeah, and, and Walt. We didn't even talk about. Where he that. basically just pleads. He basically pleads with her, "Just let me die." Yeah, after, he falls. He passes out from digging in the desert. You know, digging in the desert because because the cancer's back. Yeah, yeah. And just uh, and they're basically teaming up. Like they're they're yeah. back together. Fully She's, entrenched. Yeah. Quick side note about Dean Morris. He's a, he's also good in Under the Dome. He plays he? kind of a hankish character because he's kind of like a brash yeah. city councilman who's trying to control shit. But he's he's pretty good in that. Is this too. the follow up to Biodome? Yes, not at all. Mm. Or the Simpsons movie. Not the follow up to that either. Oh, okay. It's the Stephen King book. Uh, pretty good show. I, I can't. Pretty good little I network s- show. I still can't believe that he wants to. He wanted to leave Breaking Bad before it was over. I don't yeah. understand that. It wasn't even he for tried, this show. It was for some he comedy. A, maybe yeah. he had a lot of problems with where he saw his character going. Maybe, but... Well, he claimed it was for money. Yeah. He was like, well, if I leave, I can get a you know an ongoing series opposed to just having five episodes left of this show. Yeah. But, I, did, I just... Wow. You only... I mean, how many actors get a chance like this once in a lifetime to his have this was, landmark role? I have five role. kids, so I do what I gotta do. That was his quote. I guess, but the... I mean, you'll, you'll, because of this show, he's gonna get more jobs. I know. You know? He'll have more Maybe. than just Total Recall on his resume now. <laughs> Maybe. Well, he already—he probably got under the dome from this show. Yeah, probably. So, I yes, mean, you're right. I, I bet. I mean, of course, uh, Walt will get a lot of jobs off, off this, and so will Jesse and Aaron Paul. And uh, we'll see. It doesn't always work out I that bet way, they, though. But Aaron Paul's been working pretty steadily, and now that. Brian Cranston's Brian gonna Cranston's get good. other stuff. He's, He's already, already other stuff. Brian Cranston, this. obviously, this yeah. show is not what made him. He was no, kind of existing already. But it remade Knock him. Knock on the middle made sure. him. Sure. It remade him, for sure. But it how brought, many shows like, like The Wire? How many people on The Wire do you barely see ever at all? I mean, Well, true. It happens. You make it sound like it's a foreign thing for people to be in a really great show and then not be in anything else really ever. I heard one again. of the funny things was that they said should happen is have Walt go undercover as Hal from... Uh, Malcolm in the Middle <laughs> go undercover as that character yeah that would be really weird that would be uh, pretty awesome really right no it wouldn't it would be weird that well, wouldn't be match funny. the show at all this show, funny. this show remade him it into a, it's funny oh, yeah, as a but, joke like you just made it it's not funny yeah. in the reality of the show well, I'm talking about it as a joke I don't think they're really going to do it so I'm talking about it as a joke but you're saying it would be funny. It would be funny. It would be funny. No, it if it was a spoof it version, it would be funny. Actually, what they should just do is it would be really funny. They should make version. They should make a funny, funny uh, <laughs> or die spoof. Yeah, that would be funny. Yeah, that would okay, be funny. That would be funny. That's what I'm talking about—a spoof version of it. I'm not talking but about the real show anyway. At first, you said that it would be funny if they did. It's that. It's a funny theory. You have no sense of humor, Dustin. It's a funny. Don't you theory. understand parody? I do. Well, but anyways, yeah. I will say that this show remade Brian Cranston. Not that he wasn't a okay actor before but it brought him a sense of legitimacy well he never did serious roles exactly. really he never were this so, i mean and i don't know if that's his nor it's kind of like john ham with madman i mean it seems like both of them are pretty Comedy much funny actors. guys yeah. outside of these two roles that they do yeah so it's interesting to show their expanded abilities i and guess apparently cranston is on the short list to play lex luther so in the next superman movie. it doesn't like going bald though so it really sucks every time i think of lex luther and superman i think that on paper uh, Kevin Spacey would have been perfect. 
And he was he was okay in that movie. He just unfortunately he if tried had to, a better script. He would have done. A, he tried to fit into the Gene, the Gene Hackman mold of, Je- of Lex Luthor. Well, he was a bit darker than. Yeah, Gene he was darker, did. but I'm just saying he he's got House of Cards to do anyway. True, it's true, and that is a great <clears throat> great show. Yep. But this episode, uh, going back to Breaking Bad, <laughs> was excellent. I thought it was it was it was uh, really well done. It, I, it reminds me in some ways of the the Fly episode. And that, yeah, of course, a lot more went on in this episode, but in very, in so many ways, it was just like almost a bottle show emotionally. Yeah, it was just so much. There were so many long scenes, like they really let the actors breathe and really let the scenes breathe. Like that scene between Skyler suffocate them and take all the oxygen out of the studio. But that scene between Skyler and (laughs) Walt, preferable actually. (laughs) I like it when they're just barely wheezing and can't really (laughs) barely talk. Let's that breathe. Be- all, let's take all of the atmosphere out of here <laughs> now and see go. how you guys do. And action. <laughs> exactly. But the scene between Skylar and Hank was, I think, one of the longest scenes in the show. Like, it was just a slowly building tension and yeah. then exploding with, am I under arrest? I will say that it's also, yeah, that was cool. I will say that it's also like, I don't know. I wanted to see another standoff with uh, Walt and Hank again. Well, I'm sure you'll have happen. plenty of that. Oh, I'm oh sure. yeah. I'm sure you sure. will. We'll see, I'm but- sure we will. So it was good, and I liked him also. Like when Maria's trying to take the baby away, he's like, "No, yeah. <laughs> give her back now." Yeah. <laughs> so, do you think Jesse's going to say anything next week? God, I hope so. I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to get his revenge some other way. I don't think he's going to give into the. You cops. think he's not going to talk anymore? Ever? <laughs> Ever? Yeah, he's just going to become a mute. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't think he's going to give in to Hank. I think he, he has such a beef with Hank. There'll be a secret jinx by me, a Coke in the background that we didn't know was going on, so yeah. he can't ever speak again. All the vending machines were out. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the dumbest thing ever. They'll do that when they you know, put Walt underneath as, a, as Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. They'll do both of those things. When Walt goes into witness protection, it'll then transition into Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> exactly. And he gets a new family. Right. Skylar gets brown hair. <laughs> Right. Have a few more kids. Then they'll start off with shaving him in the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how they should it. They should do a funnier dice booth where the, they have the end of the show. Yeah. And then Tim going into witness protection and it ends up Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I think that spoof would be funny. I know Thomas hates spoofs and parodies, but he's comedy. I don't hate at all. Thomas hates comedy. <laughs> oh, my God. He wasn't originally talking about it being a spoof. I was. No, you weren't. You, you didn't say that. It would be a funny concept. Let me clarify. It would be funny as a spoof. It yeah. would not be funny if they did that in the context of the show. To clarify, I don't want them to do that in the you real You mean show. funny weird or funny haha? Oh, my God. I think funny. <laughs> so, ha, ha, I still don't know what that means. Several ha's. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we can wrap this shit up. An excellent episode. Five thumbs up. Two thumbs up from everyone. Yep. It's pretty good. It was an awesome episode. All right. Awesome in Awesome in All right. Gasoline. Uh, uh, High uh, five. Uh, uh, uh. Out, go out, go out. Well, thank you again for listening to the best podcast in the world. Please call us at 469-665-9827. Leave us a question of the week or a comment on anything we talked about, including the Breaking Bad stuff. He actually has that written down. Uh, what? Thank you for listening to the best I do. podcast. I do. Plus one four six nine six six five nine eight two seven. Plus one four six nine six six five nine eight two seven. You can find everything Break Room related at popsyndicate.net. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the break room. Facebook. Out, go out, guessing high five. Find us on Twitter at the break room. Find me on Twitter at the Mark with a C. Dustin is the WS9775, and Thomas is at Naveed Central. It's a really long handle, you know, the Mark with a C. 
I know. Uh, and as always, find us at myspace.com slash the break room. Don't forget to listen to our sister shows, the 15-minute movie podcast, and the Hobo Shack, and hopefully a new sister, the Drunk Movie Show at drunkmovieshow.com. Uh, F-13 just recorded his last test show. You're listening to The Break Room with Mark, Dustin, and Thomas. Out, go out, gasoline, high five. Thanks, Glenn. If you like the song at the end of the show and you want to help support us, go to popsyndic.net, click on The Break Room. Oh, you mean and click on the episode of your choice and click on the link to buy the song. Helps pay for our servers. And if you shop I'll at Amazon, go please go five. to the site, click on <laughs> clear your Amazon cookies, click on the banner, and start shopping, and it'll help pay for our servers as well. This but the best thing you can do for us is please tell a friend, and then go to iTunes, search for The Break Room, and give us a five-star rating. We would really, really appreciate it. I'll go out. I like her passing. High five. Her passing. Her pacing. Out. Go out. This is Morena Vacarin from Firefly and Homeland, and you're listening to The Break Room. Gasoline, high five out, go out. <laughs> high five. Out, go out, gasoline, high five. <laughs> I'm drunk. I have mad Retweet. props, respect for uh, your hymen. Oh, yeah, you know what? I, I have mad get props, here. respect for uh, Table Toast Game. <laughs> His nipples are the most memorable thing. Which what do they do with the penis? Nigga, the missus to get what you don't got. The struggle that don't stop until we drop crazy bone and ice. Hypnotize, homie, what do you see? A figure that's just a little bigger than Dillas. A hustler count figures, ain't pulled no triggers. Can you dig us? We be the ultimate lick. We's the hitters that make the ultimate hits. Kind of bossy, kind of bossy. It's got to be done my way. Do what the... I say, top of the pyramid, homie, what I tell you, if you lead us west side, umbrella, you hit the cellar, bring me my slippers, black robe, and my globe, and I can rule the world with my eyes closed, with my eyes closed. See the missus to get what we don't got, until we feel the original time, you better go get it, it's your nigga, the missus to get what you don't got, the struggle that don't stop until we drop crazy bone and ice cube. See the missus to get what we don't got, until we feel the original time, you better go get it. TV. I see you trying to be an OG like me, chasing dreams, pulling more schemes for wealth. But the best thing in life is help. Be yourself, player. Television, it'll keep your ass wishing forever. You'll never get your life together. Don't talk about death. I got too much life to live. Too many orders to give. What it is, showbiz. Taught you what a trick and a hoe is. Showed you what a 64 is. Lord knows, in God we trust. And everybody in the world want to be like us. Everybody. See the missus to get what we don't got. Until we feel the original time. You better go get it as you. Nigga, the missus to get what you don't got. The struggle that don't stop until we drop. Crazy bone and ice cube. See the missus to get what we don't got. Until we feel the original time. You better go get it as you. Nigga, the missus to get what you don't got. The struggle that don't stop until we drop, drop, drop. To the kids of the world that's waiting for wealth. Waiting for help, you better do for self. Homie, that's your last cup. 
forget about the past. Fuck, boy, get your ass up. People use your brain to gain. Do something that ain't never been done. And we can spend huns. Wipe our ass with 20s, light our joints with ones. Throw away the guns, have nothing but fun. And homie, we can do that shit. Police have a fit when your paper's legit. We got to get off the phone. We got to teach our own. Send your baby to school and she'll come back grown. We got to talk to our grandmas and she'll help us through them dark halls and them pitfalls. Everybody know we got the world to gain. We got to stop the pain. Lord, stop the brain. Lord, stop the brain. Crazy bone and ice cube. See the missus to get what we don't got. Until we feel the original time. You better go get it, it's you. Nigga, the missus to get what you don't got. The struggle it don't stop until we drop, drop, drop. Keep going. Little homie, why you slowing? Keep rolling. Little homie, why you slowing? Keep rolling. Little homie, why you slowing? Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Funding for this program was made possible by the Corporation for Pop Syndicate Podcasting and by annual financial support from viewers like you. This is The Break Room.